Hello and welcome to this week's ATP podcast with me, Chris Bowers, and we'll be hearing from 11 active players as the races to the two year-ending finals events hot up. There are just five more weeks of the regular ATP season remaining, and in those five weeks there are two 500-level events and two Masters 1000s, which offer a treasure trove of points to be won. And the first of those two elite events is already underway, the Rolex Shanghai Masters in China, staged for the first time since 2019 due to the COVID pandemic. The tournament director is the American sports and entertainment impresario Michael Luevano, who's full of confidence and optimism about his event. Tennis is huge in China. You know, it is the last untapped market. They've embraced the new generation of players. Now they're more educated, they're younger. You know, we have the youngest audience demographic on the entire ATP tour in terms of fans. So we're going to be the best masters in the world. Statistically speaking, if you look at our past champions, for example, it's a who's who of tennis. It's either one, two, or three. Nola has won five times, Andy three times, Roger four times. The athletes and the players enjoy playing here and they can play at their optimal best. So let's uh, go here to the gym. The Masters Training Center is what we've called it over here. There's a lot of space, which I think is important for the various teams. So this is, first of all, a terrible picture of me but obviously somebody has been beating up on it. Probably the guys that I scheduled that weren't happy with the schedule. <laughs> Beat me as much as you want, I'm still gonna be happy. So attached to the gym, we have Formula One simulators. It's very important to us that they have enough things to do and occupy them um, during their stay here. Really enjoy themselves here, have everything they need. Shanghai has the unofficial title of being the best food on the ATP Tour. Uh, we have Michelin star chefs here. When players are here, um, they can eat as much, anytime, and have any type of selection, mostly, um, that they could imagine. We have um, the world's greatest coffee here. It's actually part of the standards now, actually, with the ATP Tour, that uh, you have to have Excellent coffee, otherwise you get marked. Yeah, it's a big deal. And I, I mean, I agree because I'm a big coffee person. Our goal is to compete with the Grand Slams. That's not an easy feat because they're, they're Goliaths you know, compared to, to us. Uh, but, you know, that's our aspiration. You know, we, we aspire to lead the way. Michael Luevano, the Shanghai tournament director, aiming high. Shanghai is one of the three Masters 1000 events that have been lengthened this year from their traditional seven days to more than a week and a half. And by 2025, there'll be another two, making seven of the nine elite-level events played over nearly two weeks. The ATP chairman and former Italian player Andrea Gaudenzi explains the context. We rolled out a One Vision strategic plan three years ago, which has been implemented last year. We really believe in the growth of the Masters. The, the Masters are our premium product. It is a mandatory tournament where all the top players have to participate. So it's really the stronger premium product of the ATP. And I think having tournaments like Shanghai elevated to two weeks as well as Madrid, Rome, and we're going to also upgrade Canada and Cincinnati in 2025, completely raises the standards and the level of our tour tournaments. And Shanghai has already been 
leading that process in the last few years. I mean, the investment that we see from an infrastructure standpoint and how they treat the players, the player services, the fan zone, the entire player and fan experience is really moving into a different level, which is the main goal of our plan, obviously. We've got the four Grand Slams as the pinnacle of our sports, but we really also need to elevate our masters. And I think we are, especially Shanghai, is doing a great job. We saw at this tournament, uh, so Chinese tennis, um, our play, the players are really thriving as well. How valuable is that for the sport in general? Very much so. We think, you know, China is a very big market and we really, tennis is a global sport. And you know, our presence here in China is really important for us because we want tennis to become a popular sport in the entire world. Maybe we will never be in the number one sport, but we like to be in the top five sport in every country. And I think having a premium event of this size and relevance is really, really important also to get you know, more kids to play tennis, more fans to engage, and, you know, and, and, and in, try to engage a global audience, which is never easy. We are really one of the few true global sports, and we're really proud of that. The head of the ATP, Andrea Gadenzi. When he says Shanghai is a mandatory tournament, what Gadenzi means by that is that any player who qualifies as of ranking and then doesn't play gets zero ranking points. The world number one, Novak Djokovic, has decided to take that risk and sit Shanghai out, which will intensify the battle between him and Carlos Alcaraz for the year-end number one ranking. And there are still plenty of seasoned professionals in Shanghai, as well as a number of stars of the future. Among the rising stars is America's Ben Shelton, who, fresh from his run to the US Open semi-finals, is on track to qualify for the next-gen ATP finals in Jeddah and even stands an outside chance of qualifying for the NITO ATP finals in Turin. Our reporter Ursin Kaderis spoke to the 20-year-old Shelton and started by asking how he felt playing in China's preeminent tennis event for the first time. Obviously, the site is amazing. One of the Better Masters 1000 sites I've been to with number of courts, uh, gym space, warm-up area, locker rooms. It's just amazing facilities. So I don't know if I had any expectations, but so far it's it's been uh, a good experience. Obviously trying to get used to the time change. So outside of uh, practice, eating and sleeping, I haven't really done anything. A year ago, you actually played a challenger tournament in Fairfield, California. Yeah. Uh, now you're here in the world's top 20 at one of the biggest tournaments. How do you cope with all of this? Yeah, it's it's tough for me when you're in the moment. You know, you're not really thinking about it as much. And right now I'm just focusing on improving and, and on to the next. So I'm not really, you know, giving myself time to to think about, oh, wow, look where I was um, so long ago. I'm trying to just keep pushing forward. I think that's important for me. I have a very developmental mindset and so I want to be able to just keep you know moving forward and improving. Are you excited every time you go to a new tournament or is that just normal for you to like just travel the tour and you're, you're almost like established in that sense? Yeah I'm definitely you know excited every time I go to a new place, new tournament, new, new site um, and for me it's been a year of almost every tournament I've played has been a new one. So to be able to, you know, be here, have another new experience and my next four or five tournaments to end of the year will, will be the same. Uh, I'm excited to this for this uh, end of the year swing. Is the, the attention, the fame, um, I guess the money as well, the special treatment that you're getting at these tournaments now as, a, as one of the top 20 players, is that something you get used to or is that something that's, you know, you still can't believe is happening? 
Yeah, I mean, it's something that you don't believe uh, fully is happening. Um, another one of those things that you try to put in the back of your mind. You know, I'm, I'm 20 years old. It's such a such a long uh, life and hopefully long life on tour. Um, so, yeah, for me, I try to compartmentalize and not think about those things as much. I don't know, you know, what special treatment you'd be talking about. I don't know if I've got any yet. You know, obviously, being in the top 20 is something that's new to me. Um, but, yeah, there's just there's a lot of, you know, great players out here. And, and uh, I'm really looking forward to being able to moving forward have have an impact and and uh continue to improve and, and make my mark on the game you're number 20 in the world but the way you played at the u.s open and also labor cup where do you think you could be um you know i don't know i think that whenever i try to put a number um that i'm trying to reach you know it's almost like putting a ceiling on myself or, or a limit i I don't know where I want to be in the rankings. I'm not thinking about that as much. I, you know, a goal for me is showing up to tournaments and, you know, competing for, for titles. So if I can get to the place where, you know, week in, week out, um, I'm in the running for, for, for winning titles, that's something that, uh, that I'll, be, I'll be pleased with. Lots of people on social media also know you for your celebration, for your now famous celebration with the phone, where did it come from and, and how do you feel about other players copying it? Because we saw Djokovic, but also Musetti doing it. Yeah, so I, it kind of came from my friends at the University of Florida, um, track and field athletes. That's kind of their signature celebration. Um, so a few of them kind of started it and, you know, I told them, you know, if I'm ever in a big moment in a big tournament, I'm going to do the same. So that was kind of a shout out to them when I did it uh, a couple matches in a row at, at the U.S. Open. And then, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of caught on. I don't know. I, I didn't really think that it would be something that became a big thing just because it was, you know, me with a shout out to my friends back home. But, yeah, you saw Djokovic do it. You saw um, Musetti do it. You saw Fognini do it. Um, you know, the guys at Labor Cup were doing it whenever I won a big point. And, It's it's even gone outside the sport. You know, I saw, was it Hakimi, maybe the footballer? Yeah. I saw, I, th I think he did it in, in one of his games. And, uh, you know, I'm getting tagged on social media all the time of people who, you know, win a game or win a match and they're, they're doing this and hanging up the phone. So, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty funny for me. We all want you to do it. Oh, you do. <laughs> <laughs> that has no impact on me. <laughs> This could be your trademark. I mean, it could. But I mean, now so many people are doing it. Is it everyone's <laughs> trademark or is it still mine? You're the original, so. It's true. <laughs> Thank It's you. True. Ben Shelton very much enjoying his newfound space in the limelight. And while Ursin was right to say that Shelton is ranked 20th, he's currently 17th in the race to Turin. And he could be up to around 10th if he were to win the Shanghai Masters. Another 20-year-old who's been dialing in the success is Holger Rune. This time last year, the feisty Dane came alive, winning four titles in the final two months of the season. But it's not been the case this time round, with a couple of injury niggles and a number of early tournament exits since impressing at Roland Garros and Wimbledon earlier in the year. This week, he fell to American Brandon Nakashima in his first match in Shanghai. So the big question ATP Uncovered put to him is, can he find his form in time for Turin? 
first Masters title for the teenager from Denmark. Firstly, on my mind is to get back to, to my level and then from there start improving again. It would be great, you know, after good, but also not a good year to say, okay, I, at least I finished in, in Turin. You have to see always the positive side of everything, but you know it's a, it's a part of the game. You have a lot of frustration, you have a lot of anger when things are not going well, but you have to try to control them and use them as fuel and uh, motivation to you know to get back out there and, and be the champion. So uh, you know my goal is, is is still to be the best in the world. I will just try to do everything as good so I give myself a good chance next year. I haven't played a lot of matches lately, um, so I think last week helped me a lot to build some rhythm, uh, winning one match, and hopefully I can adjust the small things that I wanted to do better next week and, and, and just keep building. Holger Rune. He entered Shanghai at eighth in the race to Turin, so even with that defeat to Nakashima, he'll still be in the frame to qualify as one of the eight for the Nito ATP finals if he picks up his level after the tournament. In a few minutes, we'll take a look at some of the other players currently occupying the top eight places in the race to Turin. But first of all, with this week's action taking place in China, Kate Flory and the team from ATP Uncovered met with two of the upcoming stars and characters from this part of the world. Hello, I'm Kim Wenzhen uh, from China. I am a professional tennis player. <laughs> I'm Yibin Wu from China. First question, um, which one of you is the better tennis player? Definitely. I think, I think it will be me. Well, because he got a champion, me I don't have champion yet. <laughs> Maybe in the future I will be better, who knows. Which one of you is better at interviews? I'll, I'll, I'll say her, because oh. uh, sometimes you know, I'm, I'm talking too fast and nobody will understand the words I'm coming out of my mouth. You know? And uh, she seems like a pretty calm girl, always confident, yeah, which I have to learn. When did you first meet? Do you remember? Uh, actually, I don't know him as a junior. Uh, I... <laughs> she, she knows me as an adult. <laughs> yes. I only uh, hear his name for a couple of times, but then we never met in person. And the first time we met, I think that was... I think it's in IMG Academy. Yeah, yeah in IMG Academy. Yeah. So, got some questions mm -hmm. about you both. Are you okay there with that pen? Where, where's the pen? If you pull the back Oh, okay. I saw it was like a new technology or something. <laughs> and we're going to see who knows the other one better. If Ooh. Kim Wen wasn't a tennis player, what would she be? <laughs> Singer does a rapper. Oh, have there some rap skills? Oh, yes, I do like to sing rap. Yes. Yeah. Also, I, I, I like to dance as well. You're a dancer? <laughs> she has a mom. Oh, okay. And you being you like to sing, no? I, I love. Yeah? yeah? But I don't, I'm not a rapper. Not a rapper, you're no. a singer. I'm an artist. Uh, oh, artist, uh, yeah. okay. Okay. Next question. How many languages can you being speak? Which level you are talking about? I'd say, can he order his dinner in that language? Oh, okay. Okay, so, you know, a decent level. Okay, let's have a look. Two, what are we going for? Obviously, English, Chinese, Chinese. 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 Yeah. Very good, okay. What is Yubing's favorite tournament to play? Because that's how I think. Yeah. I always think 
where I won the first door. <laughs> it's too hot there. <laughs> <laughs> too hot in Australia. Yes. <laughs> I'll go for here. Wimbledon? Yeah. Because it is my favorite tournament when I play juniors. Yeah, okay. Yes. What do you like about Wimbledon? The vibes. Yeah. And uh, you can actually smell the, the grass. Actually, London is one of my favorite cities. Yeah? Yes. Because okay. I don't really like sunny. Mm -hmm. I like more cloudy and like... Uh, weather like this. Yes, this is for me it's perfect weather. Who is Kim Wen's tennis idol? Roger! Wow, what do we have? Three exclamation marks. Yeah, I like how he performs on court, especially with the classic tennis. And I think nobody can do the same like him to, to make really artistic on court. I mean, a lot of players try to do that, but it's just no one can be the same as Roger. That's amazing. Okay, what is Yibing's favorite food? There we go. Guess that right. Noodles. Yeah. <laughs> Did you cook those for yourself or? No, because uh, where I'm from, yeah. is, uh, we have very good uh, noodles place. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's pity I never been there because I heard it's very nice city and I really want to go there for a visit. Well, thank you both. Do you feel like that you enjoyed that? I think the question like for me is easier. Yeah. It's also easy, you know, to guess. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Two young players whose futures look very promising, Kinwen Zheng and Yibing Wu. And talking of promising futures, two years ago, Yannick Zinner was the next big thing. Now he's an established member of the top 10 and having just added the Beijing title to his first Masters 1000 title won in Toronto two months ago, Zinner is now up to fourth in the race to Turin. Lee Goodall managed to catch up with Sinner, who's had the ATP finals in his sights all year. It was one of our goals in the, in the beginning of the year. Um, I'm in a very good position at the moment. I'm, you know, I'm not looking so much at this. We have uh, other, other goals uh, from now on because we nearly reached our goal to, to go to uh, to Turin, so we we tried to take this last part of the season as trying to improve, trying a couple of new things on court, and then um, making a couple of things happen already for for next year. So um, next year I can hopefully start in a in a very good way. But uh, we are all at the moment very relaxed and um, obviously happy to be uh, to be here and hopefully um, to win as many matches as possible. I think I know the answer to this, but are you able to tell us what to look out for maybe the next few weeks? What, what some of those goals are, some things that, that you're maybe trying to introduce? Um, you, you, you guys know me, I don't like to introduce uh, the new stuff, but um, for sure trying to improve also a little bit in the rankings, um, which is important for also for the Grand Slams. Um, but as I said, I don't want to take a lot of pressure. No, I, I, I don't have many points to defend from now until the end of the year and um, as I said also like game-wise we, we would like to improve, you know, trying to push a little bit more forward, trying to go to the net, um, making uh, a couple of more drop shots, you know, changing up the game a little bit so that it feels more natural and um, that's our goal for, for the last uh, step of the uh, of the season and, and you know and, and, and if I'm able to make this move then next year it's uh, in the beginning a little bit easier for me and uh, so let's see 
I also have Davis Cup in the end of the year, which I'm very happy that uh, my team made it to Malaga. And so there are some really, really good events. Yannick Sinner, who's up three places to a career-high fourth in the rankings and is looking well set to play in Turin as part of a packed but hopefully enjoyable end to his 2023 season. Traditionally, this part of the year has also been successful for the Greek star Stefanos Tsitsipas, whose semi-final showing at the 2019 Rolex Shanghai Masters was the springboard for his Nito ATP Finals triumph in London that year. Lee Goodall put it to Stefanos that the last Shanghai tournament before the pandemic was a positive experience for him. It was indeed a positive one and I leave no bad feelings for uh, 2019 uh, in terms of a year end because uh, that was, that was an ending to the season that um, I, I quite frankly didn't expect uh, with uh, uh, lots of deep runs uh, consecutive, consecutively and getting um, deep into tournaments and then uh, the, the uprise and the, uh, the best uh, ending to the season that I could have asked came at the NITO finals in London. And uh, I think that is also to say of uh, how much uh, prepared I was for these big battles and uh, how much I, I worked on different situations in order to uh, get in the, into a position to win um, an ATP final event. And that was great. That was fantastic because, um, you know, I looked back to these moments. I looked back to these tournaments that I, I traveled and um, debuted in before uh, the year-end tournament. And I, I saw so many positives come out of all of this, uh, despite the losses, despite, uh, you know, the final losses or the semi-final losses. I, I gained so much from that that uh, it pushed me through. Just looking back on the summer, other than the Los Cabos event where you won, of course, I'm sure by your high standards, you've been a top, top player for a long time now, top five player for a long time. I'm sure you didn't win as many matches as you would have hoped during the, the North American swing. I'm just curious about what the process is after that sort of period of the calendar, what you do to try and evaluate and, and make any changes and, and re refresh, I suppose, coming into the Asian swing and, and, the, and the weeks beyond this on tour. You know, there are, there are always going to be moments like this and I'm pretty sure it's not going to be the, the last time something like this happens. Speaking of which, yes, these last few weeks, um, perhaps uh, even two months, haven't been that great and uh, my level of performance hasn't been delivering up to my standards. And I, and I do feel it. I, I do feel the disappointment and I do feel the, the need to get better and. Uh, assess those situations and move uh, forwards uh, and I have been working a lot of hours on the court and uh, I have been spending lots of time discussing and coming up with a new plan that might serve me and um, you know we still need time through difficult times we grow and and so I see um, I try and see it from the uh, from the bright side even though it hurts a little bit. Just a last word on the race to Turin. Of course, you've already mentioned that. There's been a, a special event in your career already. Um, I think you're sixth in the race at the moment. How much focus is on finishing the job, if you like, or, or really concentrating that you, you, you make sure you qualify this year? Well, it's an important part of the season because you need to push 10, 20% more. And uh, this is the most, uh, let's say, anticipated part of the year where where certain things need to be done. Eyes on the prize. I keep on going. I have a few more tournaments left in me. 
And um, I'm an optimist when it comes to that. I have a belief that I can finish at the peak before the season ends, and that's where I'm headed to. The ever-positive and optimistic Stefanos Tsitsipas. As Lee said, Tsitsipas entered Shanghai in sixth place in the race, close behind Andre Rublev in fifth, and the chances of both men qualifying for Turin have been boosted by the second-round defeat suffered by the two players immediately behind them in seventh and eighth places, Alexander Zverev and Holger Rune. We've heard from Rune. As for Zverev, he too has tasted success at the NITO ATP Finals, winning the event twice but he's still on the comeback trail after missing the second half of 2022 following his horrendous ankle injury at Roland Garros. Zverev is in contention for Turin thanks to titles at the ATP 500 event in Hamburg in July and the ATP 250 title at the Chengdu Open. And he was counting his blessings when he spoke with Lee Goodall. Just happy to win another title. I mean, it's, it's kind of still my comeback year. It's uh, been going great so far and obviously important points for Turin as well in a way. Um, but I'm happy to be here and hopefully I can continue playing this great tennis. Yeah, exactly. Do you, do, I think a lot of us are watching you now and still returning to perhaps your very best. And we compare this version of, of yourself to the one before the bad injury a year ago. Do you do that? Do you sort of try and analyse where the game is compared to where you were at Roland Garros? Yeah, I mean, but also the game moves forward, the game improves. And I think, um, you know, I'm playing good tennis, I'm winning tournaments again, which is the most important thing. And um, I'm a contender, you know, that, that, that is something that I've missed a little bit in the beginning of the year where I didn't feel like I was. Now I'm, I'm back to the same mentality, to the same mentality of winning tournaments and the same mentality of trying to be one of the best. And you mentioned the race, obviously, the race to Turin at the end of the season, live, your seventh, I think, now. How much of your mental space is that occupying? How much of a motivation is that? And, and how achievable does that feel right now? Well, I'm seven, so <laughs> I feel like uh, I'm in a good position at the moment. Of course, the guys behind me are, are hungry as well. There are young guys behind me as well, so uh, they're very motivated. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to what's ahead. You know, I, I feel like I'm uh, playing decent tennis again and hopefully I can continue doing that in the next few weeks. Sasha Zverev is back in the top 10 in the rankings and looking very much back at home in the elite of men's tennis. You're listening to the ATP Tennis Radio Podcast. Available on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and ATPTour.com. More interviews with players hoping to qualify for the year-end finals in Turin coming up. But first, continuing our series discussing the fuel that modern players need to take on board in order to compete at the very highest level, ATP Uncovered met up with one of China's most colourful stars. Hi, my name is uh, Jujun Zhang. This is what I eat. So I like the food. I mean, I pretty like, uh, I mean, I like uh, traveling all the world and then I'm trying every food, all the food I try, so I pretty like it. The bubble tea, always get the green color first. Less size means you can get the more tea. Uh, I'll take uh, eggs. How you will eat the eggs? Scramble, fried. I can go for the boiled eggs and scramble eggs and omelette, all the eggs I can try. If no eggs, I would like to have a milk and cereals and some bread and some butter, yes. Normally, I'm not not the fans of coffee in the morning, so I will take orange juice or apple juice or milk. I mean, not all of them, but just one. 
for lunch, um, soft food, not too heavy. So no steaks, maybe some chicken breast, maybe some pasta and some veggies. That's, yeah, that's all. Do you like to cook? Before, yes, not now. Why not? <laughs> Why not too, now? Too, I mean, spending time too much for me. I prefer sitting there, of course, waiting, you know. <laughs> waiting the foods come here. <laughs> what is your favorite food city? Italy, Naples, I would say. The pizza in Naples, too good. Even I, I'm not the pizza fans, but too good. Does your lunch change when you're in tournaments compared to when you're at home? Uh, yes, of course, it's a big difference because uh, tournament, um, every day you are different schedules, so you have to deal with the schedule and how you eat. And then in the home, it's easy. I mean, it's just whatever you want to eat, just eat. <laughs> Dinner, I will go heavy. I, per I like uh, steaks. So if I can, if I have the place, I will take uh, steaks and some rice, also veggies. Yeah. Do you do Uber Eats or room service? Delivery, I'll call. <laughs> <laughs> I call delivery because uh, room service they don't have too many choice and then uh, I don't like to go uh, to go outside and then delivery is always the best choice you can have a lot of food you know like you can have a choose like just choose whatever you want do you enjoy local food when you're traveling yes yes uh, Italian pasta it's always good with any specific sauce or any pasta in Italy, I think, is good. Any restaurant, any club, you call the pasta for the lunch, always the right choice. Mm, snacks, yes, yes, I do. What's your snack to go? Ah, chocolate, some sweet, ice cream, in after dinner also, depend. I mean, also for the day. If um, too much snacks already, then after the dinner, I will stop it. Maybe during the day I didn't have too many snacks, so maybe I'll, I'll go for one ice cream, something like that. What is your favorite ice cream? Green tea. The one, the green tea from Hagenas, this is the best for me. Which tournament has the best food? Shanghai Master, at the moment. Why? Shanghai Master. Well, I remember they have a, they can have a pizza. I mean, they can make their own pizza. I love it. The wonderful Zhizhen Zhang, who this week became the first home player to reach the third round in the history of the Shanghai Masters 1000 event. I wonder if he's been making his own pizza this week. Listening to these players talking about food, I wonder how long hotels will continue with room service, as judging by the tennis players, they all get food delivered these days. Oh well. Back to the race to Turin, and Ursin Kadera spoke to three players sitting just outside the automatic qualification places at the time of recording. America's Taylor Fritz has two titles to his name this year in Atlanta and Delray Beach, and is the next player in line looking to secure a spot in the finals. This time last year, Fritz was winning the stand-in tournament in Tokyo, which has implications for his ranking, but not for his quest to qualify for Turin. I have points to defend, but I'm not... I guess paying attention to the points because as it stands right now I'm I'm nine in the race I believe so that's nine just as is you know I can lose all those points it doesn't change anything I'm I'm on track to be nine so obviously the goal is to make top eight and honestly what it's going to take is just I think I'm just going to need a big result you know I think just like some consistent results probably isn't going to put me over the edge because I think the other guys I'm competing with are going to have some good results too I think I'm going to need to have a, a big week somewhere. You know, luckily I have more chances to do that. And a couple, uh, I mean, yeah, I got 
couple 500s, couple two masters, and it's just going to take like a final, final of a 500, title of a 500, or you know, semis better at, at some masters, just like a big result or two to put me in, I think. Out of all of the tournaments coming up, including this one, which, as you said, has a bit more of an indoor feel, do you have a tournament that you think I'm more, most likely to succeed at? Um, you know, I think what's interesting is I've actually, I feel like I've played well at, at all of the upcoming tournaments. Obviously, I'm defending title in Tokyo. I've played well in Basel in the past, and I think uh, I've also not last year, but prior, I've played well in Paris as well. So I think there are a lot of opportunities. And I think so far this week, the conditions feel really uh, good for me and I'm playing well. So definitely a lot of opportunities, I think. Taylor Fritz, who benefited from Shanghai's petal-shaped retractable roof in his first round victory over Yosuke Watanuki while the rain fell outside. One man who'll definitely be in Turin is Carlos Alcaraz, who, along with Novak Djokovic and Daniel Medvedev, has already qualified. And Alcaraz was the man who stopped Norway's Kasper Ruud last week in Beijing. Ruud is currently 10th in the race, but after his defeat to the Spaniard, he knows he still has a lot to learn. Don't get me wrong, it's not like I know next time I play him I know all the answers to his game, but uh, it's, it's a good indication to kind of feel how well he plays and what kind of level is required to keep up with him. So, of course, I, if I, next time I play him, I'm going to try my best again to try to beat him. I've never done it before, so I'm, I'm going to need to come up with some new, uh, new strategy or other... Um, need to play a lot better, but at least I get an indication of, um, you know, when he's, he's playing well, what, what kind of can be expected from him and how well he plays. So it's, uh, it's, uh, he's one of the few guys where you really, really feel... Uh, um, kind of different out there on court. You've been on the tour for years, but you haven't actually spent that much time in China, right? No, never. Uh, or not never. I, I have been here, but not for Shanghai, not for Beijing. So it was the first time for me both places. I played Shuhai and Chengdu. Uh, and last, yeah, the last years we haven't been able to go. And 2019 I was supposed to play, but I was injured, so I had to pull out. So. Um, Never really got to try it, but it's 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 great. Shanghai is a really cool city in many ways. You could see it's very very alive in a way. The city you can walk around and in a way kind of reminds about uh, European cities where you can walk to restaurants and stuff, which is nice. Back to food again. Kasparud enjoying speaking to Usain Kaderis about experiencing new things on tour. Another player hoping to experience new things is the Australian Alex Diminor, already sitting at a career-high ranking of 11th and with designs of a place in Turin. The 24-year-old lost in the second round this week, so knows he can't make any more mistakes if his trip to Italy is to become a reality. Look, the way I see it is um, the only chance I'm qualifying is uh, if I perform and I, and I have good results, so uh, I'm not taking too much of it for granted. I'm just going out there and, and trying to uh, have good weeks every single week and and it's plain and simple for me. It's not like I'm, I've got people behind me that might be able to jump uh, me. It's all about myself and if I want to qualify then I've got to, I've got to go deep in tournaments so it's completely up to me. Uh, but yeah, saying that I'm trying to just go out there and, and have the same mindset I've had for for the back end of the year, which has uh, been very solid, and, and hopefully I can just bring my level uh, every week. And you went all the way to the final in Toronto. 
um, is that exactly the way you think you can play? 100%. I mean, if, I, if I've done it, there's no reason why you can't do it again, right? Um, so, yeah, but saying that, it's, uh, you know, you've got to be in the right mindset, you've got to be playing tennis the right way um, and, and keep backing yourself. Uh, go out there, have a swing, uh, believe in yourself and who knows what, what might happen. Just uh, keep playing point by point and, you know, who knows, who knows what might happen. Uh, what a year for you um, it's been and, and I know sometimes it's hard to explain why things are going so well. Um, what's been the biggest change for you on and off the court that you can pinpoint at this stage? Oh, I don't know if I can. Um, I think once you get to the higher levels of, of the sport, um, it's not really about one change. It's about the little one percenters that, that end up making a difference because everything's just so cutthroat and so close that uh, a lot of us, we've got the same level, right? It's just about performing in certain tournaments, certain weeks, and which makes a difference in, in ranking. So uh, for me, what I had been missing it had been uh, going deep in, in, in the bigger tournaments and I was finally able to kind of break through Acapulco, get a title there, make the final of Toronto and you know all of a sudden it's, it makes a huge difference to to the rankings um, but look I've also I've I've sacrificed a lot this year um, from starting from basically finished Davis Cup uh, on the 28th of November and I started my preseason on the 29th uh, and started straight away right and you know, I think all these things, all these small things that are sacrifices end up adding up and it's great to see but at the same time there's still, you know, little places here and there that you can always keep improving and, and that's probably going to make the difference to, you know, make the next step. That's what I'm looking for, always trying to keep improving, keep bettering myself and uh, keep taking the next step forward. Wise words indeed, and a great example for younger players. Even though he lost to Fabian Marochan, we should congratulate Alex on reaching a career-high ranking of 11th, which testifies to the great year he's been having, a reward for all that hard work he described there. That's it for this week. Be sure to follow the remainder of the Rolex Shanghai Masters via a subscription to Tennis TV. And if you can't watch the action, check out the ATP WTA Live Scores app for the very latest on all the matches. While the ATP website, atptour.com, is the place to go for all the latest news and video content. I'm Chris Bowers. Thanks for listening and enjoy the tennis. <laughs>